This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, the show that covers everything happening on the lakes, in the woods, on the trails, and in the parks. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by Northwoods Lumber in Black Duck and Bemidji, Josh Miller Whitetail Properties, and Ace on the Lake in Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is also sponsored by Nye Bottling, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Pepsi products, Clearbrook Electric, and Timberline Sports in Black Duck, as well as First National Bank Bemidji, Don DeLinger GM, and DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is also sponsored by The Liquor Lodge in Turtle River and Ray's Sport and Marine. Today on the podcast, Jason Freed of the Walleye Alliance and Leisure Outdoor Adventures is here to talk about both. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Well, we're checking in with Jason Freed from Leisure Outdoor Adventures and from the Walleye Alliance. Jason, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you having me, Kev. Well, we've got uh, Walleye Alliance's big spring banquet coming up, something that used to be kind of a staple. I had to take a few years off, and uh, like so many other things, we're ramping it back up finally. Yeah, you know, the Walleye Alliance is, uh, you know, we years ago there was one in Brainerd, then it kind of kind of went away for a while, and then about five years ago we kind of, kind of got the ball rolling again and a blazing kind of helped spearhead it and then uh it was let's see 2000 it had been spring of 2019 uh we decided to bring back the, the spring banquet which is what they used to have and and uh it was a huge success for kind of getting it rolling again and and then we were rolling again and we had it all planned and we had everything going then obviously <laughs> march 2020 came along and everybody's lives changed for a little while and and so we took we had to take a couple years off from it but uh we're back in the Back in the saddle here, and uh, we're back selling selling tickets, and and um, it's it's going well, and we got vendors and everybody all lined up, and we got Mr. Kev Jackson coming to NC, <laughs> and it's going to be a good event. I will do what I uh, what I do for the Paul Bunyan Country Show. I'll uh, introduce people who know what they're talking about and let them tell us important things. <laughs> you are the voice of the North Country. <laughs> Well, listen, Jason, uh, the Walleye Alliance, is that something that was created in the Brainerd area? Is it a Brainerd area group, or is it like a chapter of a national organization? So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a, in a sense, it's a little bit of both. Um, okay. You know, there's some other groups throughout the state, so it's more of, a, I'd say it's a regional, de- it's kind of a regional deal for Brainerd, but there's other groups, like Fargo-Moorhead has a, um, a walleye chapter, uh, the Twin Cities has a walleye chapter, and then Brainerd, and so it's everybody kind of has the same essentially kind of setup as to what it is uh, in terms, you know, a group that provides educational opportunities, provides social gatherings, um, tournaments, uh, and just you know a way to really advocate fishing and conservation within the area. And that's the other piece too is the conservation piece. And so, like many, you know, down in the cities, it's you know a large group of the Minnetonka, and then over in Fargo with you know Scott Brewer and Kyle Agri and Brenton Hell. Um, you know, those guys are all, you know, kind of dealing with that area and, the, and, you know, the devil, you know, more so like Devil's Lake and then obviously, you know, the whole Detroit Lakes and 
that whole area. And then we, we're obviously more, you know, within the Brainerd Lakes area. And so, it, like I said, it's it's really it's all the same concepts. It's just everybody's kind of has their own little regional part, regional spin to it. It's not like a national chapter, anything like you know, group organization. It's more of a here's a concept that works for our our area. Go ahead and try duplicating it within your area. And so I I, I, I kind of foresee in the, in the upcoming years. I mean, obviously conservation is becoming a very big topic, um, you know, within our our fishing world right now. And and so to have these groups to not only provide an opportunity for fishermen to get together and. And, and provide educational opportunities to learn how to become a better fisherman, but also to look into the conservation piece. And that's, that's a big thing for us is, um, you know, I'll just use it as an example, but, um, you know, Pelican Lake, which is up near Breezy Point, mm-hmm. um, for years in the Brian Lakes area was, was one of the best walleye lakes in the area. And, and then about, I'd say eight to nine years ago, it, it took a definite downward spiral. And, Various reasons, um, you know, the, the fishery changed with, with zebra mussels, but also uh, cormorants were on the lake, and, and so people on the lake were seeing a, a definite downward cycle, as well as fishing guides and tournament people. And and so in the last now four years, five years, we've we have actively started to raise money to utilize towards stocking efforts, and and we work with we host our fall tournament every year out on Pelican Lake. And we work with the Pelican Lake um, Lake Association, and we have been working on putting, you know, fingerlings and such, and in, in the lake. And we are now seeing a really great progress with the lake, and it's really coming back, and the walleye population is coming back, and uh, the people on the lake are excited, and as well as we're excited because, you know, we all kind of came together for a common cause and, and raised raised funds through our banquets and our winter events and our tournaments and everything to help make that happen for Pelican Lake. So cormorants on the lake, where have we heard that before, Jason? Yeah, no kidding. Been there, done that. (laughs) Well, it's good to see some things turning around there for sure. Um, So you have the spring banquet. Do you have like monthly meetings or or is it just a few other big events throughout the course of the year? Yeah, so we have a a board and uh, I sit on the board along with about uh, seven to eight other people. And uh, we, we meet, uh, we, pr- we pretty much try to meet monthly. Obviously, uh, when summer comes, a few of us are fishing guides, and obviously everybody, you know, diehard fishermen come open water season. But um, mm-hmm. we meet, I would say, probably 9 or 10 out of 12 months a year. We meet once a month. Um, we we kind of usually have an agenda we work through, and, and uh, you know, we work, obviously, are hosting our events. So our, our big events are obviously our, our spring banquet is probably our, our number one, obviously, kind of fundraiser. Uh, to really kind of, you know, help us have, you know, funds in the account to do things. We also try to give back to the youth. We work with the high school fishing team. We host some events that way. Uh, but then we have a, we have a spring tournament that we have on Gall Lake. And, and that is always the weekend after opener. Um, and then we also have a fall tournament that is on Pelican Lake. And both those are, are just, you know, op- they're typically, you know, local people. And, and, you know, we get anywhere from, you know, typically, you know, 25 to you know, 40 boats. The Pelican Lake tournament used to be like 65 to 70 boats. And so we're, you know, we're, we're hoping to get back to that point someday. But uh, so we host those two tournaments. And then usually we host a, a winter gathering uh, that is more just like uh, bring in a speaker. We did a couple of years ago um, before COVID with uh, oh, Tony Roach came in and spoke for that. And uh, we usually give away, you know, whenever we have these, we always give away some stuff. But, and we kind of make it an educational and a social gathering. And then usually once or twice a summer, we'll have. Uh, something where we, you know, we host like a little just, you know, hey, we're all going to meet at the uh, Federal Dam Access on Gull Lake, 
Uh, we're going to go out and have a little uh, fun little three-hour, uh, you know, fun tournament. And we're going to come back in just, you know, more so fun and, and, and you know, sit at the access and, and just kind of catch up on life and everything. So it, uh, it's a combination of all, like I said, five or six things throughout the year. And then we really try to just educate people. And, uh, you know, if you sign up for our, our tournaments, for example, that part of that is then becoming a member uh, of the Walleye Alliance. And then we, you know, try to communicate with people through, through our Facebook page, our Bringer Walleye Alliance Facebook page, through you know emails, newsletters, different things like that. So there's no uh, um, there's no um, fee to join other than being in one of the tournaments. Uh, no, you can join as a, you have a fee. Honestly, I, I can't I can't think of that right, okay. right off the top of my head. I wish I would have looked ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, no, you can be a member without having to fish a tournament. It's just uh, it's kind of one of the incentives to fish the tournament. Sure, uh, you know if if you uh, fish, you automatically are you know part of that uh, fee for the tournament. Just you know is, is now a member of the uh, of the club. So we you know, with membership obviously fluctuates, you know, especially the last couple of years. But you know, I typically typically anywhere anywhere from you know I would say you know three hundred to four hundred members, um, you know, who throughout the year and you know and they you know kind of re- do different things and are part of different things, but. It's, uh, we kind of have our good, solid group, but it's really started to catch and grow, I would say, especially in the last couple of years. And I think it's more we have a more of a presence, um, you know, within, you know, on social media and being more active throughout things. I think we're just going to see it grow more and more. I've talked to Nate uh, several times about the, the Walleye Alliance, and I know one of the things you guys are uh, working with the DNR about is the possibility of a four-fish uh, walleye limit statewide. Um, where are we in that process? You know, it's a great question. I, I, I uh, we, we met last week about it, and I, I haven't heard a whole lot of updates. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's definitely a hot button topic. Oh yeah, it's funny how that <laughs> works, and and uh, it's it's been interesting to to see the discussions and everything online, and and people voicing their opinions both for and against, and people who are kind of neutral. And and uh, I, I will say, Nate, uh, Nate has done a lot of work. You know, and and I think it. Uh, there's a bit lot of a lot of misconceptions out there about you know what it's about and and why it is, but I think deep down it's it's about you know preserving our fisheries and and you know we, we can argue science and all those different things when it comes down to it, but um, people are just better fishermen now and mm. they are and with technology and with social media and um, bigger boats and bigger engines and and there's so many variables now that go into the into fishing, and I, I think that you know for us the conservation piece is a really a really important part. And you know we could fall down the rabbit hole of, of the science, and I'm going to leave the science up to the scientists, the <laughs> biologists, and uh, and 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 I think uh, you know the biggest thing is to look at this. We all have the same goal in mind, is that to, and that's to have great fisheries and to be able to enjoy them now and enjoy them with our kids and our grandkids and our and everything down the line. And, and uh, you know, so I think uh, if I could say anything to everybody, it's just about you know let's 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 put politics aside and, and let's uh, let's look about the, let's look to the future and let's trust our uh, our biologists and in what they do and you know everybody can have their own opinion but I think in the big picture I think we all want to be able to go out on our favorite lake and uh, in ten years from now and, and go catch walleyes and you know whether you put uh, two walleyes in your live well or six walleyes in your live well or four walleyes it. Uh, it's about catching, not always keeping, and and I think that's and, I, and as a guide, I mean, I think we we see that a lot, and and you know the the conservation piece, and I, I think even us as guides, and I and I know I could speak to our guide team, you know, as you know as we look at things and be on the water, and you know you go out and catch, uh, you know, I got three people in my boat, and we're on Leech Lake, and we can keep twelve walleyes, you know, but 
you know, most people, if they go home to eat that night, they're not going to probably be able to eat all 12 of those walleyes. And, right. You know, I think we all know there's a lot of a lot of fish that sit in freezers, you know. Yeah. And, and, that, and that end up getting tossed. And, uh, you know, I think you do the math. You think about how many, how many of those get tossed and think about, man, I wish that fish could have just stayed in the system. Pretty rude is, is kind of spearhead the effort and, and uh, you know, typical politics that could sometimes get bogged down. And, and uh, you know, so I, I said Nate's worked really, really hard on it, and we've all kind of just been part of the process of you know, being educated on it and, and such. But, um, you know, people are working hard, and I, I think the, the intent is, is really, really good, and, and that's what people are hoping for, and, and uh, my fingers are crossed. It's the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. I'm talking with Jason Freed from Leisure Outdoor Adventures and the Walleye Alliance. We've got a lot more to come with Jason next. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Find shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. I'm checking in with Jason Freed of Leisure Outdoor Adventures and the Walleye Alliance. So, Jason, you were talking about being better anglers now, and that's just a fact. I just, you know, anecdotally, as a guy who's been, you know, doing fishing interviews for 30-something years now, you know, I uh, made it a little bit after the 4th of July back in the day, it was pretty hard scraping together fishing reports, uh, mainly because there weren't as many bass anglers then, and, and the walleye stuff yeah. just shut down. But now, you know, all through August, in the, in the you know, doggest of dog days, you're still going to get positive walleye reports. Not nearly as many, but you're going to find some, and that just didn't used to happen. No, I, and I, it's really because we are now getting and doing things and going places and, and, and literally fishing structure that, well, A, you just go back to mapping. I mean, mapping itself is probably one of the, the greatest pieces of technology that we've had in the last 20 years. And, I mean, think about a lake like, like Leech Lake or even some of these smaller lakes. Like, there were years where there are spots where people did not know about unless you were maybe a local or somebody who came across that spot. That was like your little secret spot. It was a little hump out in the middle of nowhere or a little rock pile or or whatever. And Or even an ice fish. You know, I think about these small lakes in the winter that never were mapped. And now, all of a sudden, we have detailed one foot contour maps with shade relief we can pull up navionics on our phones uh and we can literally just sit there at night and look at spots and find spots and spots that were once never mapped that are now mapped that always were always held fish and i mean now it's just the amount of information that you can collect now and and i mentioned like you know back in the day if you were on leech lake for example and it was blowing 25 miles an hour and all that was around were 16-foot boats. You weren't going to go out to the middle of each lake unless you were a pretty brave soul. And and now you got a 20-foot boat with a 300-horsepower motor. You can go out there, and you, yeah. you can get out there safely, and you can fish. And now you can go fish fish that probably weren't getting touched mm-hmm. on certain days. And and so now I just I, I always say I, fish aren't safe that much anymore, and, and and they're not safe all year round. And with because of technology and think about ice fishing and, and ice castles and GPS and augers and all these, you know, 
snowmobiles and, you know, all these things now that people can go anywhere and get to any place and find things and break things down. And then, you know, now you throw in um, forward-facing technology, you know, like Active Target from Lawrence or LiveScope from Garmin or, or whatever. And, and now fish are like, holy cow, there's people here all the time now. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and, and I, I say too, you know, another big thing is, you know, I mean, the, the adventation of ice fishing and, and has really changed the game because you can go, you may think about in the middle, and I thought brought this up the other day, you think about in the open water season, how many boats do you see out on the water at midnight? Yeah. Very few. Yeah. Right? And now, but you think about ice fishing, and there's those people are camping out on the lake for three or four days. Yep. And, and they can go on a spot on a spot, and they can do those things because they got the mapping, and they have the plow, and they have the means to get to those places, and and uh, it's it's changed, you know. It really it really has changed the ga- the game, and obviously technology and social media has been huge. You know, people. I mean, I mean, sometimes people laugh when people shade out stuff on the backgrounds of their photos, but they're doing it for a reason because there's landmarks in the background or a cabin that people can associate because they know that if they take that picture and people can identify that next day, there are going to be people there. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's just the amount of stuff that you can gain now from a knowledge standpoint, uh, the uh, technology to use to catch the fish, to find the fish, and, and everything. It just, it's, it's really changed the name of the game. And, you know, I mean, the, no longer the day are you taking off in the access and triangulating your way out to a spot and lining up with this pine tree and this rock pile and, and uh, it's uh, you can go and you can drive right to the spot and you can start fishing right now. And if they're not there, you just keep driving around until you find them. And you know, I, I just think that uh, the the learning curve is far less steep than what it used to be. That's a fact. And the one thing that may help, you know, as we go along here is just the uh, influx of more species that more and more people are being introduced to. The, the, the growing popularity of bass fishing in the winter, the growing popularity of, of eel pout fishing. Um, you know, things that uh, we never talked about, uh, you know, are now very popular, and maybe that can also be helpful in maybe taking a little pressure off the walleyes anyway. Oh, I think so, yeah. I mean, I it's funny. We always I have good friends who are bass fishermen, and, we you know, we always kind of rib each other about, you know, you know, you're a bass snob or you're a walleye snob <laughs> or, you know, and uh, but you're, you're for sure. I mean, I, I think now it's, fishing has become a literally a year-round thing. I mean, you... You know, I think there used to be times where you could kind of take time off, and really the only time off you have now is in terms of lakes or is when the ice is literally going off and it's not safe enough to be out there. But then what do people do? They just go to fish rivers, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they go find places that there is water that they can fish. And it's, it's a 365-day thing now, and I, I do think that people have are getting more and more of an open mind about just catching fish. Yeah. Um, you know, I know as a, as a guide, I mean, we, we a lot of times we get those trips where people are adamant they want to catch walleyes and, and and I and there I fish a lot of lakes and and uh, I fish a lot of lakes around the Hackensack area as well and, and that's been one one of my most favorite things about being a guide is when you do get those times in July and August where you know you're going to have to go out you can know you can scrape together some walleyes but but you know they get the people and they're like oh, I just want to catch walleyes that's what I want to do and then I'll throw out there well we can go do that and we can we might have a lot of success or we can go to this lake and we can catch a variety we can catch walleyes maybe we can catch small mouths, might catch some large mouths, might catch some panfish. And, but I, I always tell them, like, but the rod's going to be bending, and, that's, and they, they kind of give you the, all right, well, we'll give it a try. And when they go out and then you get done, you have a great day 
a bend in the rod and they're like, that was a blast, you know, and, and, and so you kind of expose them to, hey, sometimes it's the, old, the tug is the drug and uh, people just love catching fish. They and do. I think people are enjoying the fact that, you know, I, I've taken guide trips. One of my most memorable guide trips is when we got on a whitefish bite in, in, in August and casting for whitefish and vertical jigging whitefish. And then those customers, every year after, have, have said, let's do that one day. You know, I mean, who would have thought, right? And then the, their wildest dreams, they come from South Dakota, they would have never thought they were going to go catch a whitefish. And we just happened to stumble on it, and it's, it's a blast, right? Yeah. And so, but it was all about catching fish and having fun. When it comes to that uh, statewide four walleye limit, you obviously, as a guide who's guided a lot on Leech Lake, uh, that's just one of a number of our, you know, um, diamond lakes, I would call them, uh, uh, walleye lakes that have special regs, and it sure hasn't seemed to stop people from fishing those lakes. No, no. I mean, honestly, dry pass Lake Malax. Yeah, the month of the month, the month of May and June, and you can keep one fish, and mm-hmm. the accesses are packed, and they're packed because a they can go out and catch a lot of walleyes usually, and b it's great smallmouth fishing. And so you're right. I mean, I, I think what you see is a lot of these lakes, you know, and, and if you, you know, I've listened to the DNR talk about, you know, the, the leech and the winnies and the reds and, and those lakes. Um, many of them have special regs with the exception of, of winnie for the most part because you can keep six fish on winnie still. But, um, but they have obviously their own slot. But right. point being is, is you can, you can, you can go catch fish. And but the majority, what's interesting is the majority of our harvest still comes from those lakes. I can't what the percentage is, but it's very high of our walleye harvest that they estimate comes from those kind of what you would call diamond lakes. And but yet people still keep coming back because they know they can keep. Yeah, I can go. I can keep four fish, no big deal. But I can go out and catch thirty. Right. You know, exactly. and I have a chance to catch a trophy. You know, and and so it. Uh, you know, it's 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 double edged. Obviously, everybody has their own opinion on it, but uh, you know, sometimes facts are facts. And like I said, ultimately, when it comes down to it. I think people just like catching fish, and uh, if you can keep a meal here and there and enjoy it with the family and rock on, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know too many people that eat fish every single day. Well, listen, Jason, uh, we're getting ready. Uh, theoretically, we're going to have a soft water season at some point, and uh, you'll be out guiding people. Um, if people are looking for a trip. Uh, how do they get started with Le- uh, Leisure Outdoor Adventures? And, and, and you specifically, uh, you're going to have a, a couple of times up north on Vermilion too, right? Yeah, no. So if, if people want to reach out to uh, Leisure Outdoors, they can find us, obviously, on our website, leisureoutdooradventures.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and our, also our phone number is one eight five five L O A hook H O O K. And, uh, yeah, we've got a whole team of guys. We've got, uh, I think, 15 guides now. And, and uh, everybody's kind of got their own niche. It's kind of fun. And walleyes, muskies, basks. I mean, Tim Hanskill will fish for anything that swims. And uh, But, yeah, I'm excited. I'll be back up on Vermilion again this summer, along with uh, Logan Wadlich, who's currently down in Florida, MVS. He's fishing yeah. tarpon, and he's a guy down there. Uh, but we'll be up on Vermilion. I'll be up there starting June. I'll be on Leech uh, all the way through May. And then starting in June, I'll be up on Vermilion uh, pretty much throughout the whole summer and then be back in August to start football. But, at uh, Vermilion, if you ever get a chance and uh, you want to do a guide trip up on Vermilion, we'd love to take you. It's an absolutely beautiful lake. Uh, it's got great fishing. It's a great multi-species lake. And uh, so, yeah, you want to come up to Vermilion, give us a call. We'd love to get you out. And uh, I'll put a little plug in here as we wrap it up. But uh, if anybody follows our YouTube page, uh, we have our Guide Wars 
episode. Have you ever watched that, Kev? I, I have, yes. Yeah, so uh, tonight, <laughs> actually, uh, oh. is our uh, premiere of the uh, our first episode of our Guide Wars from last summer. We kind of held on to it at the vault, and uh, it's a Team Leech Lake versus Team Winnie versus Team Vermilion multi-species beatdown. So we're, uh, we'll see you. And the best part about it, you, you probably won't believe me when I say this, none of us on our team, on our whole guide team, know who won. Oh, really? We, we held it a secret. <laughs> and so we do not, well, there's only two people, two or three people who know who won, and they're the people who actually produced the show. Okay. I have so to watch we're, that we're tonight. to see how that all, all plays out and see which, uh, which team pulled out the most points by catching the most, uh, most of the different species you can catch. Very cool. Um, before we wrap it up, uh, Walleye Alliance uh, Banquet, how do we get tickets for that? Where is it going to be? I know it's on the 21st. Yep, uh, Thursday, April 21st. It is at the uh, the Woods, uh, the B. Mary, which is just uh, northeast of Brainerd. Uh, has your in-between Brainerd and Merrifield. Uh, beautiful spot. We've got a, uh, they got a big kind of uh, conference hall there that we're in a different building. Great food, exceptional food. And uh, the best thing to do is just go to um, the uh, Brainerd Walleye Alliance Facebook page, and uh, all the information is there, and then there'll be a link uh, to register online and get your ticket, and we'll have we got a lot of prizes, a lot of fishing prizes. we got some fishing packages, some guide trips to give away, all kinds of things. So it uh, definitely is worth your while to come on down for it. All right. Um, I have to talk a little football with you, though. Um, one of our, I don't know if you saw one of our assistant coaches, Jim McKeon, won yeah, the... great man. Yes, he is. He is a great man. He won that uh, uh, award for uh, Outstanding Assistant Coaches. Um, but th- have you seen the picture on, on Facebook? I, I saw, yes. I didn't look real hard, but I saw the whole group of coaches there. I, uh, I barely recognize him because I think that is the first time, whether the dead of winter or the heat of summer, that I have seen Jim McKean wearing long pants. <laughs> well, you know, those, those Bemidji guys, they're hardy out there. <laughs> well, at least he is. <laughs> I, seriously, I saw him. He was out one time uh, with his kids uh, uh, sliding, sliding in the winter, and he was wearing shorts. <laughs> That's when you know you're... Uh... You're, you're a hardy Northwood. Well, well, we'll see you on the field at some point, but uh, we'll see you, uh, of course, at the banquet in a couple of weeks. And, uh, Jason, thanks for taking the time to get us caught up. Sounds good. Thanks, Kev. You've been listening to the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Northwest Technical College and Bemidji State University. You can catch the radio show Saturdays on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 in Bemidji, B93.3 in Brainerd, and Kick FM in Alexandria. And of course, multiple times a week, we'll have great stuff for you right here on the podcast. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast has also been sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.